If you want to make an audiobook, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. Check out these amazing writers, narrators, indie publishers. Come to Asheville. We record books in a booth. Here's the show. Hey there, pals. My name is Chris Hartram, and this is the Talking Book Podcast. Today was a beautiful day. It was a Monday, and uh, my sons and I, we walked along the Greenway here in Asheville, and we played in a creek, and then uh, we ate fancy cans of uh, sardines and mussels uh, outside in the sunshine. It was like 70 degrees. Thank you to Ashley Brian Phillips for that fancy canned fish. I love canned fish. Have I ever said that before, that I love canned fish? I think I like it better than fresh fish. Maybe not like sushi, but uh, but other kinds of cooked fish. I like the canned fish. I like canned fish more, maybe. But um, yeah, Dave and I just got finished recording sleepovers with Ashley Brian Phillips in the studio here, and that was uh, that was a lovely experience. She's beautiful and she's talented and she's very loving. But uh, but at the end of the recording, another great writer. And I think a great friend named Bud Smith, you know him as Bud Smith, sent us $100 for martinis. And we spent that money of his that he generously sent us to get drunk, to celebrate recording her book. And I just thought, you know, this fucking guy. But uh, now you get to hear a reading from Bud Smith, St. Bud Smith. Uh, And this one... This reading really did knock me out when I first listened to it, and I think it's going to get to you as well. It's called Free Bird, and it's from Bud's collection, Double Bird, which you can buy from Maudlin House right now, and I'm going to link that book in the show notes. But anyway, here is Free Bird by Bud Smith. My viewing was open casket, but that was too loud. Hiccup. Hiccup. The body jumped in the cheap pine box. Somebody called the cops and they showed up grinning. Death certificate. Stamped. Signed. Laminated even. Hiccup. 
The coroner's laconic testimony piped over the speaker system. A slideshow of my life played on a small screen. My brother and I battling in the gray snow. Dad with me on his shoulders at the Philadelphia Zoo, both of us sunburnt and frowning. A Polaroid of my mother holding a polka dotted umbrella over my shaggy little kid head. The rain soaking her and me yelling at her about what, I don't know. Finally, the casket lid was slapped closed and the sound of the hiccups diminished enough so that the priest was able to give a talk about how important my friends and family were to me, not true, and all about how I was a good person who cared for others before himself, also not true. The second service was much the same except Ray cried harder each time I hiccuped. She yelled at everyone in between services. Now no one laughed. My mother bit her tongue. My father pinched his hand. My brother put his chair leg on his foot and leaned to the side, the pain keeping him straight. I would have laughed, but I was dead. They buried me the next afternoon, a stupid day. The casket went down to the soggy ground. They played that song Freebird by Leonard Skinner. My brother claimed it was my favorite song, just messing around, and everyone believed him. Thanks. As the dirt was thrown on the casket, my hiccups grew fainter. Ray paid a company to mic the casket. A wire ran up to a little weatherproof speaker mounted to the headstone. She came to visit my grave every Saturday, listening to the hiccups. Head bowed, arms crossed low. She pushed the intercom button and said, Bud, can you hear me? I'm here. I'm here. The answer came back across. Just more hiccups. At night, kids from the local high school came and drank beer near my grave and listened to me. They left their beer cans all around my grave and I liked that. I thought it was cool. Here and there, adventurous kids had sex on the grave. Ha, what a thrill. In daylight, Ray swept the coarse cans away and picked up the used condoms. Five years later, the hiccups were gone. Ray was relieved. She moved on with her life, remarrying the next spring. Good for her. Most of my immediate family went to that wedding. Ceremony in St. Anthony's, reception at Marston Crab House. I hadn't gotten rid of the hiccups, really. That neglected groundskeeper, sick of keeping up with the kids, had dug down and snipped the speaker wire with a pair of garden shears. The intercom was disconnected. Nobody knew that but him. Nature kept on. My bombed body broke down. Water seeped in the coffin. Bugs, bugs, bugs. I became a yellowed skeleton, hiccuping in secret. There was a new war in the old desert, and Ray's stepson went to fight in the war, and he came back in a wheelchair. He had new legs by Christmas time, went right back into action. Ray lived in a bungalow on the beach and waded chest deep in the warm surf. My brother had a heart attack, but was fine, took pills for it. Went on a low-sodium diet. His beard was white, and he was happy enough. He still laughed whenever he heard Freebird on the radio. The house next to my mother's caught fire and some of their roof went up in flames too. They moved into a retirement village. One night around dusk as my mother drank rum and cherry juice, she said to my dad, I can tell Bud is an asshole wherever he is. And dad said, sure, I feel it too. The years curled on. New presidents, pop songs, flavors of soda, genders, joys, pains, sorrows, triumphs. Some people left Earth. Other people came to Earth. My skeleton collapsed. The soggy soil was rich with life, just not mine. 
Most everybody I knew had gone into their own graves, been incinerated, or were trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records for longevity. I rooted for them all. Fifty years after my death, the last of my bones were finally eaten up, decomposed. I was gone completely. It felt nice. Rotted away into absolute physical nothingness. I became a piece of music that nobody could hear and complain about or enjoy. But at least they weren't complaining, you know? Mist that rolled up the cliffside and wandered through the town, but couldn't hug anyone. That was fine. No one liked to be touched anymore. Everything didn't belong to me. The cemetery got a new groundskeeper, and this one was motivated. With a metal rake and machete, she cleared the vines away from my grave. As she worked, a wire was pulled up from the soil. It led to a speaker covered over with ivy that she didn't realize was mounted to the weathered headstone. Down another foot, she found the end of the wire. They tell you to hold your nose and drink a glass of freezing cold water without stopping for anything. Find a friend to jump out from around a corner and scare you. Eat a spoonful of peanut butter. Do a hundred jumping jacks. Breathe into a paper bag. Put a pinch of sugar under your tongue. Wait. 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 The wire was spliced together, and through the speaker came this sound. Hiccup. 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 You just listened to Bud Smith reading Freebird from the collection Double Bird. Out now from Maudlin House. Go get that book and check out Bud's writing in general. He's a great writer, and I mean that. Also, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. Check out our full-length audiobooks from authors like Bud Smith, Scott McClanahan, L. Nash, Noah Cicero, Marcia Douglas, Brad Phillips, Axe, Alex Higley, William Boyle, Brian Allen Ellis, and Ashley Brian Phillips soon, when it's done. It's being edited right now by Dave. Too many to name. Too many great authors. Can't even remember them all. You got to go to that website. But we're talking, uh, we're the talking book. We record books in a booth, and you can come see us and have canned fish with us and drink martinis or even just have a rolling rock with Dave. Uh, the sound guy, because that's what Dave drinks. He drinks Rolling Rock, and that's okay. I don't mind a Rolling Rock here and there. You know, we're a Rolling Rock kind of audiobook company, if that makes sense. But uh, thanks again to Bud Smith and everyone who really cares. I love you, and uh, I'm Chris Hartram. Bye. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit Before I The storm was passing over, and the window.